You can't hurry it, but maybe you could rush it along a little. Shane Foxman sitting in for Linda Steele Friday afternoon. It is 5.35 with you till the top of the hour. Uh, as promised, uh, Maureen McGrath, of course, uh, host of the Sunday Night Sex Show, uh, registered nurse, joins us live in studio. Thanks for coming in, Maureen. You're welcome. We appreciate it. I, I'll be honest with you. They said you're coming in, and they showed me one of the things you wanted to talk about, and I thought... Really? Is that really something we have to talk about still? I was stunned. Uh, but the more I think about it, maybe it's starting to make sense to me. But, you know, teaching kids about HIV and AIDS and how it's transmitted. You know, I remember growing up when, you know, there was so much fear and, and no one seemed to know anything. And, and it was always afraid you could shake hands, you could do this. You, but then the word got out, people became educated, you understood. And then talk of it kind of disappeared. And maybe that's why we have to talk about it. Is that, are people, are the kids being misinformed or... Maybe not misinformed, but uninformed, I guess. Well, in part, it's definitely, HIV and AIDS is definitely a global crisis. And the young people are the most vulnerable group. And girls, young girls, are at the most risk. In fact, they are two to four times more likely to uh, be at risk for HIV and AIDS than boys are because of the surface area of the Vaginal. Am I okay to say? Yeah, that? you can do that. Okay. It's <laughs> you're saying it, it not me, so you're good. <laughs> I couldn't say it early, uh, because the surface area of the vagina, as compared, and the labia, as compared with the penis, and um, also semen contains a much higher concentration of the HIV virus. And HIV is now a chronic condition today. So a lot of people are living with HIV, and they can expect to live well into retirement and beyond. I think a lot of folks probably think that it, it's not a problem anymore. Like maybe drug, you know, sharing needles or something along those lines. But I don't think a lot of people realize maybe, and maybe that is the problem again with young people, that they still are at risk. Sharing needles is definitely will put you at risk for HIV, contracting HIV. But think about it. A lot of kids these days and a lot of people these days are getting tattoos. So you have to be very, you know, have a tattoo by a very trusting person. You have to oh, trust that person point. that they have are using sterile technique. I would never get a tattoo. <laughs> never. Me I neither, but for a, I, I, I'm just scared. <laughs> no. But yeah, other reasons. Yes, exactly. So is, is it, what's the, are there just a number of common misconceptions? Are they the same misconceptions that we had 20 years ago when people talked about whether it was shaking hands, whether it was using a washroom, where there was so much fear out there? Well, there's one story that uh, one of my patients told me that this is where communication is key. She sent her daughter off to school. It was a brand new school, and the the daughter came home, and she said, "Um, Mommy, I met a new friend in class, and he has AIDS. And the mother was overwhelmed and nervous, and and she – so – she went to the. She was panicked about this for several weeks, and then she went back into the to have a meeting with the teacher about six weeks later, just a routine meeting. And the teacher said, um, "We love your child. She's fantastic, and she's so nice to Johnny. And Johnny's teachers' aides love her. She's so helpful." So communication around this and getting the right <laughs> education. <laughs> a lot of sleepless nights for no reason there. Exactly. And all, all of this needless worry. And now, had she been educated, she would have known that her daughter was not going to catch AIDS from, even if he had Right, even AIDS. if he had it. Exactly. That's right. So that's why sex education is so important. And girls are at the... They present the highest risk for sexually transmitted infections and also HIV. And the younger the girl, the greater the risk. 
See, we, and again, I, that, that, that's news to me, too. That's right. We have to talk about these issues with our teenagers, and it's not easy to because people are uncomfortable talking about sex. You know, I've been on the air quite a bit lately, and but, you know, there's lots of rules, you know, given to me. You can't say yeah, this, you right. can't say that, but, you know, you've got to be honest and open, and we need to have these dialogues where... You know, where it's open. HIV is the virus, I want to say this, and then AIDS is the acquired immune deficiency syndrome. It's late-stage HIV infection. I, I can imagine, and again, my, my kid's only six, so I'm not thinking about it yet, but I can imagine a parent already not wanting to have the conversation about sex to begin with, but then having to make the jump to go, okay, so if you're going to have sex, make sure you're protected. That's a conversation that I can't imagine, again, a parent wanting to have necessarily, because you don't want to seem like you're going... Yeah, be my guest. Do whatever you want. Um, is, is there a way? Should we be calling our doctor, our physician, our or someone to talk to them for us, or is it does it have to come from the parent? You know, you're a little late to the game, Shane. You, you're he's overdue. Your six year old, he's heard a little <laughs> bit about it. There's age appropriate education for children as young as three and four and five. We need to educate kids. Why does my kid at three need to know anything? <laughs> he needs to know that he has a penis and he needs to Trust call me, it they the know appropriate that. name. Well, we yeah. have a million names for the penis and the yes. vagina. And you know, I've often been told you cannot say the word vagina on the air. I've been told that on television. I've been told it on. On the radio and it's a it's a body part it's a clinical term it's a medical term um so we're afraid of it the doctor definitely needs to have a build a good rapport with your child but it's also a parent's job to speak about sex as well i like to advise parents who think back to when they were teenagers that's do the problem wanna, do you want to sh- <laughs> well did you want someone to shut your sexuality down well, the problem is parents have no we don't have any conversation with our kids and then all of a sudden you catch them looking at porn at age 14 well they've been looking at it for five years but you've had your head in the right. sand um while you were looking at it elsewhere <laughs> he was looking yes. at it too and so everyone is afraid of this and and so that's where shame gets instilled and embarrassment and people are not allowed to live their sexually beautiful way. No, I hear you. We're, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, I, I know for sure that there was never a conversation at my house with my mom and dad, for sure not. And <laughs> fortunately, we didn't have Google and all that, so you actually had to you know, get a book, maybe. It seemed a little safer. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're with Maureen McGrath, of course, uh, Registered News, the host of the Sunday Night Sex Show. You're listening to The Linda Steele Show. I'm Shane Foxman. It's CKNW. Welcome back. And HD Radio came just in time for our conversation with Maureen McGrath. You don't miss a thing with static if you're downtown. Not a word. Uh, of course, a registered nurse and host of the Sunday Night Sex Show. Uh, continue our conversation. Before we move on to our next topic, again, just it caught me so off guard that we still had to explain uh, to people about AIDS and HIV and how you can catch it. But then, as we just talked in the break, there's, not, there's a definition of what sex is seems to be confusing. So why wouldn't there be confusion about everything else? Absolutely. And some of the teens today don't believe that oral sex is sex, but it's all sex. Vaginal, anal, and oral sex is sex. Uh, I don't know when that happened, that it became that wasn't sex. Because we're not talking about it, because parents are nervous. They're afraid to discuss it. Nobody wants to talk about it. It's an embarrassing subject. They don't like the words associated with it. People are embarrassed that women are socialized to withhold sex, give sex away, so it's a commodity for women. And many women are educated that this is the only way to advance in life, is if you give away sex. Uh, So it's as opposed to enjoying sex and having 
uh, pleasure associated right. with it, that it's something pleasurable for women. So there needs to be a resocialization for women as well. So not talking about it has really done us a lot of damage. The other thing, too, I want to say is there are some medications like PrEP and Truvada that are um, anti-HIV. They're the, medica- they're the cocktail medications that are given to keep the levels of the virus down in the blood system. A lot of people think they can't get AIDS. They'll go on that preventatively, and they they can't acquire HIV or AIDS if they're taking that, and that's not going to work either. A lot of misinformation, but Mm -hmm. as is the case almost any topic, the more you talk about it, uh, the more information and the less confusion there is. Uh, I want you to talk about something else, uh, a GoFundMe campaign that you wanted to get to before we run out of time. Fill us in on that. Well, if you've ever, uh, if someone's ever done something nice for you, I yeah. uh, and uh, they've said, you know, I don't want anything, just pay it forward pay it, sometime. My favorite saying. This yes. is a great opportunity to pay it forward. Uh, ALS, sometimes called Lou Gehrig's disease, right. is a rapidly progressive, invariably fatal neurological disease that attacks the nerve cells, and it's responsible for controlling the voluntary muscle action. So, you, in other words, it's difficult to move your arms and your legs. And so there's wonderful family in Delta has been stricken. Uh, It's Melanie and Eric. They met in the late 1990s. They met online. Uh, They were online dating, and they fell in love. They were living on different parts of the country, and uh, they fell in love, and they got married, have two children, Dylan, who lives with autism. So as if the ALS that Eric has isn't enough, enough, their son has been living with autism and more recently has been diagnosed with epilepsy, which is a seizure disorder. So Eric is no longer able to work, needless to say, and he would love to, but he can't anymore. And he's in a wheelchair, and more recently he's not been able to weight bear, so he can't actually even go out for a ride in the car anymore. So this has really crippled this family. And Melanie has been a stay-at-home mom although she does a lot of volunteer work with the church, and she would love to be able to stay at home without the worry of financial burden. For sure. And, and so there's a GoFundMe campaign, and it's um, to raise some money, just $20,000 is what they're looking for. We've raised about $2,900 so far. And so if anybody can find it in their hearts, I know January is a tough time, but $10, $20, it all adds up. Uh, and it's all greatly appreciated. This is honestly the most inspirational family I've ever met. They're so optimistic and positive, smiles on their faces. Doesn't that all amaze the time. you when people like that can be so optimistic and you go, I'm witching and complaining about whatever, and it's nothing? People are complaining in traffic. Okay, right. and here's the other one that's really getting to me people are complaining that their house prices went up. I'm sorry. <laughs> so you're sitting on a bigger, a larger investment, if a larger you own a asset. House, there's no reason to complain. There's no reason to complain that your house just went up by two hundred fifty thousand dollars. You know, the higher the better, if you ask me. And Gary Mason wrote an article about that today, and I was glad to see someone speak up. You know, we have a lot of first world problems. So this is a family who's moving forward, and they're they've got smiles on their faces. They're so grateful. Melanie is one of the most wonderful people I've ever met, and she is just gracious and you know she didn't want to go and do this GoFundMe campaign but has no choice and so it's an opportunity to help somebody in our community they live in delta so i'm speaking specifically to delta plus everybody else in the lower mainland where can they go well they can go to gofundme.com forward slash ALS stinks. And the GoFundMe campaign is ALS stinks community rocks. And really, I think if this community can rock for this family, I I think I I actually sent uh, the receipt off to my, I made a donation and I sent it to my bookkeeper because getting better at finances is my New Year's resolution, which I'm already failed at. But anyway, I sent her the receipt and she said, no, you can't write this off, but you'll, it's, 
you'll get really good karma. Which I loved her response, you know, and, and that's the Sometimes thing. Sometimes that's, give, exactly. I'm not looking for karma. I have great karma. I'm very fortunate and very blessed and, and very grateful. But you know what? Karma is a beautiful thing. And I, I agree. I believe in karma. And I do think people will get back in spades what they give. So if you can give from your heart to the Eric and Melanie Anderson family, it would just be fantastic. Yeah, I'm always a big believer. It doesn't matter why you do it as long as you do it, even if it's a selfish reason that makes you feel good. Who cares? You still did it. Exactly. Isn't that what matters, that you did it? I think so. I think so. Well, Maureen, listen, thanks so much for your time. As always, a pleasure having you in the studio, getting the chance to go face-to-face. Sunday night sex show, of course, uh, you can hear it uh, right here on CKNW. And on Sunday night, I want for, you yeah. know, a lot of people are a bit surprised that British Columbia is lagging behind the other provinces in terms of sexual satisfaction. So um, knots are associated with marriage and tying the knots. And uh, so I'm going to be reviewing that. Um, knots? Knots. <laughs> uh, we're going to tie things up on Sunday night. So Perfect. we're going to help people to learn how to have more fun in the bedroom. <laughs> What time's that on Sunday? Eight o'clock. Excellent. <laughs> the Excellent. family hour. Perfect. Thank you so much, Maureen. I appreciate it. Thank you, Shane. Uh, Have a great weekend. You too. Uh, well, it sounds like it'll be fun Sunday. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, Drex drops in. We see what's uh, making news for six. I'm Shane Foxman. You're listening to CKNW.